0: It's time for the unedited and uh, one of the issues, of course, which came to light and it's been in the media spotlight the last uh, few, well, few days in particular has been the relationship between SANEF and uh, the Commission of Inquiry into State Capture. And, of course, uh, last week there was the quite extraordinary uh, lecture. That uh, the Justice Raymond Zondo gave the media um, about the leak uh, leaking of certain documents, but there was uh, a meeting yesterday between the Commission and SANEF to talk about some of these issues. And from SANEF, we're joined by Kate Skinner. Kate, thank you for your time. I understand this, this isn't completely finished as yet in terms of finalising the relationship between the commission and SANAF and obviously individual journalists, but was it constructive? What did you go through yesterday?
1: Yeah, in fact, the meeting was actually held on Friday. Um, It was a very constructive meeting. Um, It was, you know, very, very honest. Uh, We we basically stated that, you know, a lot of documents, I mean, the big issue was around, you know, documents in the public domain. And we were saying, you know, the fact is if documents are in the public domain, um, you know, journalists should have access to that. Um, and should be able to report on it. And it's very important for open justice and freedom of expression and all of those very important constitutional principles. But simultaneously, obviously, the Zondo Commission representatives were saying, well, you know, the, the, you know, our commission is incredibly important and we need to protect the integrity of the commission. And if certain documents are leaked, particularly in the investigation stage, you know, and you get the wrong version, um, that can be extremely damaging, Um, you know, and in fact, actually it's very problematic for, for you know, literally put certain people's lives at risk. So So, we had a very frank discussion about what to do, and we said, "Look, the issue here is that um, we need to look at the regulations so there's a particular regulation eleven three that states that you know if, if um, any member of the public, including a journalist, gets access uh, to to particular documents without the head of the commission's um, uh, you know. You know saying that that that's okay um, you know literally they can go to jail um and 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 or we'll get a fine and we said, look the, the, we, we need to look at that particular regulation, and we need to look at, at at a balance between ensuring that you know those documents that are already in the public domain, journalists obviously get access to, um, but but obviously in the investigation stage, you know, um, it, it, it is important for the for the the commission to be able to ensure that those those documents are protected. So we are going to have further discussions around how do we. Um, interpret, but possibly also amend that regulation. Uh, but, of course, the interesting thing is that it's not the commission that decides on, on, on their regulations. It's, in fact, the presidency and the Department of Justice. And so, so you know, we, we, we will continue discussions there. But I think, I think what was useful was, was this very um, frank discussion about the fact that we both need to balance our needs, our need to get information out and their need to, to at least at the, at, at the investigation phase, you know, protect their information. So, but also there were a couple of other very important issues that were, were discussed as well, which, which I think were useful. Um, so it was the regulation and then, then some discussions around how do we ensure that journalists Get access to the documents at the beginning of a witness's testimony, because at the moment what happens is that they sometimes get it at the end of the testimony. Sometimes they don't get all their annexures, which means that they cannot report in a way that that is very in depth and 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 nuanced. And so we're saying, please make sure. Um, that that you know, journalists do get those documents at the beginning of the witness testimony to make sure that they can do a proper job in terms of reporting. And so we 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 absolutely agreed that, that was was something that needed to be done. Okay,
0: then that is obviously very useful. I mean, we 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 have we have a history of this. I mean, with particularly you know, we as journalists we know certain specific speeches are released to the media first. This kind of Precisely. information, but. I imagine, you know, again, the, the media needs to be responsible about that because it would be very easy then to simply, you know, do a, a data dump online and put that information out, you know, a couple of hours. Yeah. But I, I guess you, there's an agreement that it will only be it's used, at, 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 you know, chronologically as it actually is presented.
1: Precisely. And and we sort of – because, in fact, the Zonda Commission asked us that specifically. They said, well, you know, how do we guarantee – you know, we give all these journalists these documents up front. How do we guarantee that, that it isn't immediately, immediately released? And we said, look, there's definitely precedent around this. I mean, the State of the Nation address, the budget – All of those things, you know, the documents are given to journalists in advance so that they can do a proper job of analyzing, reading carefully, you know, seeing, seeing all the the kind of nuance, context, et cetera. Um, and, and, and in fact, they cannot release it. And there's, there's, there's just an understanding that only once, you know, obviously the, you know, the speech has been, has been read that then the documents are released. And so, so there was an agreement that that is, is kind of standard journalistic practice. And 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 we, we could we could certainly implement something like that. So it's kind of an embargo, if we could put it that. Yeah, way.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. Fair enough. Now the one thing, look, this state capture commission has been full of the most. Well, I mean, for some people, it's been outrageous. But with the investigative journalism which has been going on for a long time, and of course uh, the the uh, prosecution department. This has actually been known. It's just we are d- dealing with this now. It's out in the limelight. The issue of journalists p- potentially having been bought, like everything, mm. there, there are, are bad eggs in every basket. And hopefully your basket hasn't got too many. What do you as Sanef know about these allegations of, uh, you know, paid off journalists?
1: Mm. Look, again, I mean, that was also a very important discussion that we had. And we said, look, you know, obviously we're very alarmed. And, you know, the allegation that they, you know, paid journalists that, that were, you know, putting out positive stories on Basasa. I mean, that, that that's, you know, absolutely, you know, it kind of, it, it, it cast dispersions across the, you know, the journalist profession. Because everybody starts asking, well, who are these journalists? You know, and everybody then is under the dark cloud. So we said, look, we, you know, we see this as very significant and we want the, the, um, commission to investigate it further. And they said absolutely. They said they were fully aware of, of how, how problematic, dangerous, you know, those kinds of allegations are left uninvestigated, and they said that they would definitely investigate it further and they would come back to the public and to SANAF to, to basically, you know, um, say what, what, what they find. And we, we as SANAF completely welcomed that. We said, you know, if there, if there are, as you put it, bad eggs, those bad eggs need to be exposed. I mean, you know, we, 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 we are not going to be protecting journalists that, that are being paid because, I mean, that is absolutely unethical. So so it was very useful because they said, yes, we will investigate it further. And in fact, we as have said that if, if there are any members of the public that have any particular evidence around that, go to the commission. Um, and, and you know, we're, we're hoping that, you know, quite quickly we, we will have some further information on that. And we certainly welcome the commission uh, doing further investigations around that.
0: One final question I wanted to ask you about the this registration weekend I know one of the news twenty four uh, photojournalists was set upon um i think it was yesterday and had yes. camera equipment stolen that that it strikes me that was probably just a, a petty crime incident um, yeah y- your feelings on that and ha- have you had any other reports of um the journalists coming under pressure at any of these
1: at the registration? Um, yeah, we, we 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 certainly noted that one. We didn't we didn't get any other reports. Um, and 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 yes, I think you're absolutely right. I think it was a petty crime thing, but but we're certainly kind of worried because as I think things heat up. Um, journalists are under attack, um, you know, and 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 so we we're going to keep a careful eye on that, and we're going to be doing uh, basically rolling out a whole lot of of training for journalists, and we're going to be specifically looking at safety issues because I think I think you know around the world, but certainly in South Africa, I think it's an issue. Those are issues we need to look into.
0: Kate, I hope you're going to stay on to speak about uh, some of the other bigger stories this week, but I bring in uh, Heinrich Reinhardt, who's a columnist uh, for the Sunday Paper Report and uh, Daily Die Bürger, also a former neighbor of mine here uh, at uh, the... At his, yeah. Yes, exactly.
2: Good morning, Stephen. Thanks for the opportunity. Morning to Kate also. Good morning.
0: Um, yeah, listen, obviously... The, the, this has been big, the State Capture Commission and also the relationship between us as journalists and organizations and, and important organizations as the, um, the the State Capture Commission. In terms of, you know, the stuff you've been working on, uh, you know, how has your coverage been on this and how important has this week been in terms of the angles taken?
2: Yeah, so remember, I'm, I'm only, only a, a economist at, at the moment, Stephen. Um, um, so I am... I'm really looking at what's happening at the different commissions. And we shouldn't only look at the Zondu commission mm-hmm. um, into state capture. We should also look at the um, commission, the Mohoro commission, into what's been happening at the National Prosecuting Authority. And then we should also look at um, the commission now into the PIC or the um, Public Investment Corporation. Um, so if you look at all three of those commissions as a collective, it really tells you... Um, it's a very sad story of what's been happening over the past how many years um let's say the past 10, 10 years yes um, um during the uh, Zuma administration um and i think um so so you have a debate on what should happen now that we hear all these um evidence or accusations i don't know what what, what to call them um, at the different commissions should should there be action taken Against those who are accused of wrongdoing immediately, as the EFF, for instance, um, seems to seems to expect of President um, Ramaphosa, or should we wait for these commissions to fin- finalise their, their work and issue a report, and then for an institution like the NPA to then um, take action against those who um, who have been found to 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 have done the wrong things? Um, but we are in an election season now. So it seems that um, even though a party like the EFF or the DA knows that, guys, we've waited for these commissions to be instituted. Now let's wait for them to f- finalize their work. It seems that they want some action. And maybe it's just electioneering. Um, but it seems like they want the president and the state to act immediately. I'm not sure that that's what we want. We wanted. To know what went wrong, and we are given evidence like from the likes of Angelo uh, Um and I think we should just wait for the commissions to finalise the work and then and then take it from there.
0: It's it's interesting that I want to talk to you about that, Kate, because well, if we look at the election yearing, uh, Helen Zilla is now calling for a potential tax boycott uh, if no action is taken. In terms of the broader feedback from you know. The media users' their response to the allegations um, from the, the, these various commissions. I mean, are are the people who consume media looking for instant action, or are they happy with the way the commissions are, are exposing this, and then we'll wait with some patience as far as getting you know perhaps any convictions done? Because ultimately, there's a lot of prosecution which will follow.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's very really mixed. I mean, I think, I think that, you know, the, the one problem is that, that South Africans are, I think, probably feeling quite overwhelmed with all, all, all of this information coming into the, into the, you know, um, into the public domain. Um, and it was interesting. I mean, uh, 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 one of my colleagues was speaking to Amabung uh, Bungani journalists, and they were sort of saying, you know, at this sort of time of the Gupta leaks, and they were saying, you know, the problem is sometimes what happens is that when you get so much bad news and so much information out in the public, like, people get quite overwhelmed, and what what that means is they kind of disengage from politics. And I think that that's very upsetting because I think that we mustn't disengage. I think I think what we want to see from these commissions is that that yeah I think that they need the proper investigations need to happen, and then then we do need to see some action. But but I don't think immediate action. I mean I, I I would agree that that we need to make sure that they have the time to do their work. To get to the bottom of issues, a lot of these are now allegations. We need to to actually have that. You know, let's cross-examine. Let's let's check these these allegations, um, and then and then and then recommendations. But certainly, I think the ultimate issue is that we do need to see some action. And I think that you know one of the things with with commissions is that you know we haven't always had action, and and that is very depressing. So you get all of this very bad news. And then, and then, and then it just all, all kind of gets swept under the carpet, and, and it's business as usual. And I think that that makes people the solution, then, want to disengage from politics.
0: So Heinrich, you wanted to make a point about um, the great Twitter. I don't know what I was going to call her a troll, <laughs> no, but she's I, not a troll. She yeah, gets Ste- trolled. Stephen,
2: uh, you you asked you asked Kate about Helen Ziller, um Seemingly asking or alluding to the fact that she's going to be supporting a tax boycott if n- no action was mm. taken, you know, in response to what, um, what's happening at the different commissions or particularly at the State um, capture, capture Commission. Yeah. Um, I think that is just irresponsible. So when it comes from Helen Zeller or whoever, to call for a tax boycott is irresponsible. We all have an obligation to pay tax. And you can't say that because some officials or... Politicians have been found to um, you know to be corrupt, um, that you will now call for people not to pay tax anymore um, and and, and we 've had that situation when the um, you know all the scandals at the South African Revenue service um, were, were, were were coming out um, in the Tomoyani case. Um, And even then, there were people who thought it was okay to say, why should we pay tax when they they are stealing our money? Um, So, yeah, I just wanted to make that point because I didn't think Kate was responding to that directly.
0: So, yeah, there there certainly was a delinquency as far as Tomoyani is concerned. We are running out of time here, Kate. In terms of the week ahead, clearly these commissions remain on uh, a a focus. But what else uh, kind of do you think is going to be quite big in the coming week? Beyond that, I suppose...
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, yes, exactly. These, these, these commissions are, are, are definitely going to, you know, continue their work, and, and it seems that they always have, like, major revelations. But I think also the other thing which is interesting is just picking up on what Hindrith is saying about, um, about the DA. Um, there seem to be some, some, some kind of quite serious sort of problems there with, you know, the head of policy um, resigning. Um, it seems like all the political parties seem to be under pressure as, as we're kind of moving closer to the, to the elections. So I think it will be interesting just to check and see, you know, what, what happens in terms of, you know, all three, EFF, ANC, uh, DA, um, you know, let's, let's see what, what, what happens in the, in, in the week ahead as, as things heat up. Um, you know, we just had this registration weekend. That seems to have gone quite, quite smoothly. But, um, yeah, let, let, let's see what happens in the week ahead in terms of our three major political parties.
0: Thank you very much to Kate Skinner, who's a for Executive Director. The final word is uh, to Heinrich Geweinhardt. The DA, let's talk about them. Uh, I, I guess you're part of the world because you come from the Cape. <laughs> do,
2: nice. you do You, you yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 a rural Cape Stephen.
0: A rural Capetonian. Yeah. Now, in terms of the, the DA, a lot of I mean, she Kate alluded to the fact she thinks all the political parties are under pressure, but many people are saying the DA is under partic- particular pressure because it seems to be it, it. You know, every time it takes one foot out of its mouth, it's to put the other one in.
2: Yeah. So, so one, one, one could look at how they're still trying to justify the, the ANC is killing us, um, billboard, um, or election, um, um, messaging, um, despite the fact that the families of the life-saving, um, victims seem not to agree with, with the fact that their names are being used. And then I find it quite interesting, Stephen, that there's, there seems to be an under-reporting of the fact that four months before the national elections, the, Head of policy or the policy head of your official opposition party resigns and then the media just seems to handle that uh, as just another day in the life of the DA um, and I'm, I'm trying to understand why, why is that not a major news item. Um, and then I also wanted to just point um, quickly to the fact that President Ramaphosa said at Davos in, in Switzerland that he is ready to come home and to um, have a meeting with the public protector who wants to know, obviously, about his own um, supposed dealings with, with Bosasa, or the fact that he got a donation or didn't get a donation from Bosansa. Um And then uh, there's also the cabinet that's coming up that we obviously have to look forward to in the coming week.
0: Henrik, thanks very much for popping in.